Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Uh, before we get into today's topic, and before I introduce our exciting guest co-host, um, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback, so if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Two great ways to, easy, easy and great ways to do that, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to what tweet to us at sfdiocese. Use the hashtag ignition. Again, the Twitter handle is sfdiocese. Kevin, how do you spell that? <laughs> SF <laughs> <laughs> or diocese? Diocese. D i o c e s e. Very good. S f d i o c e s e. Again, use the hashtag ignition. And yes, my my guest co-host is one of my used to be a regular guest co-host yes. but now he's an irregular guest co-host kevin miles because i left the diocese what three and a half years it's ago been a now. while Almost, now. yeah three and a half years ago and i'm an executive director ronald mcdonald's <coughs> charities of south dakota so it's a, moved on and a little different different and doing something back every, every every now and then when i'm desperate and i have no one else <laughs> he doesn't know what to do <laughs> Hey Miles, text message. <laughs> I just re- I, I this is the first time though I just realized, you know, I've done this a number of times, yeah. but you know, it is a tongue twister just to introduce this program. It is. SF diocese. And I did uh, I had a friend um email me trying to find us on Twitter. Um and diocese is not you know, if you don't spell it regularly, you have to stop and um, think about it. Like yeah. How do you spell diocese? You were very—I was impressed, by the way. You were very quick. Well, that's because I spent 23 years yes, spelling it out to people go. on the phone. <laughs> D-I-O-C-E-S-E. Especially, you know, you weren't around here then, but when I was working for the diocese, our first email address was Diocese of Sioux Falls. Hyphens and, between all the words, too, right? Was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was. And uh, what it was funny is whenever you'd call up anybody's, you'd say— Email at diocese dad of Suex Falls. No, no, geez. So you're always spelling something when you're on there. So yes, sir. So we're not here to talk about how you spell. This is not a spelling bee episode today. Um, we're actually going to talk about pop culture a little bit. Well, I can do that. I know you can. That's why you're here. Four kids under the age of 25. Exactly. I know pop culture. Um, we're right, right, right. And 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 I'm. Uh, we're going to talk about because I'm under 25. You are not under. Oh. oh, you got your kids are under twenty. Oh my kids, so. yeah, but they're not going to the same movies that your kids are. Yet. No, no, no. Um, Thank the Lord. Not anytime soon. I don't think. <laughs> so uh, we're actually going. Actually, we can talk about a movie that my oldest did see recently, um, and and so I saw it once to 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 screen it to mm-hmm. make sure she could see it. Then I watched it with her and her tween Prince. friend, um, and I know you've seen it because you have uh, well teenage and, and young yep. adult. And we actually, we went to, um, it's really big, which is something different from, you know, when I was growing up, of course, I grew up in Dolan, South Dakota, in rural South Dakota, and you had to drive a half hour to an hour to a movie. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? We went to go to, you know, I remember going, we used to have a theater in Redfield, Okay, but it'd be Watertown here or Aberdeen is where you'd always go, depending, depending where your date was from. (laughs) You pick her up on the way. (laughs) I'm from Dolan. We had seven girls in our class, you know, you you had to drive an hour to find a date. So, you know. And you had to drive even further. I had to drive a lot further. 
get out of the name recognition era area. So, so anyway, we're not talking about your dating life either. Oh my gosh! Actually, my, my wife, with my Kevin wife did live just an over an hour away fast. from me. <laughs> the woman I married did live over an yes. hour away from me. There you so. go. See, see, gosh, I thank knew that. Goodness, thank goodness for no technology. That so your your children have seen this movie as well. Um, yes, they have. And we're talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, and I just have to say before we sort of get into. Um, some of the things, the, the 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 topics, the themes that we wanted to touch on. I don't know about you, Kevin, but I'm really I have just as a movie goer, I am really impressed with what Marvel Cinematic Studios, Marvel Studios, like how they've weaved this. They call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, and it's got its own Wikipedia entry, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like all these different characters that have their own movies, but then every, they have these Avengers, not the sequel, these two now. Um, they've got Defenders of the the Galaxy, I think. Um, yep. You know, so how they're able to like weave all the dozens but, of movies, I think, together. And, and it's fascinating because you hear, you know, okay, we went to the premiere of Ultron, and and I got to get into the right. Because kids all say Ultron, you know, so yeah, 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 yeah. they don't even say everything. But yeah, and and I usually have to ask, okay, now which one's that? And my right. wife and I both, Shannon and I, will come out there and say, okay, now what is this? Who is this guy coming into this now? Okay, now he's from this and he's going to go with this. And my kids are not comic books people, but in the age of the computer world, they're researching all this and they're looking at this. And so they're pulling meanings out of these things left and right, right. you know, and it's fascinating to hear how they're well, this character is going to get introduced to this one and this is going to happen this way. And it's, it's, it's been just a, to go with them, you know, on opening night and just check it out. You know, I'm personally not one that's going to go to the midnight showing, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those guys are and the next day. They're willing to go a second time. So, right. so we go home and it's appropriate adult hours. <laughs> <laughs> older adult. Yeah. As opposed older. to young adult. Yeah, older. Young adult. You'll older adult, you know, yes. like yes. two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I, it, I, I, I am impressed at how they've managed to, and, and I haven't seen all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but I have seen many of them, and they're, they're, you know, they're not, you know, it's not like a Gone with the Wind or something, but no. they're, they're well done, by and large, well done movies, and certainly enjoyable. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get it off. I don't want to go off. And, but, you know, that's why you asked me. Because I can fill 26 seconds. <laughs> it's the risk <laughs> I took. <laughs> that's the risk. 26 but, you know, minutes. 26 anyway. minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> not seconds. Um, I'm fascinated too with the discerning eye that young people have today that I didn't have when I was their age. Ooh, you sure. know, it, I think with the news media 24, you know, we were talking earlier about the 24 hour news cycle right? and, and how things are just thrown in there and it's kind of blah, man, mundane, how kids discern who's talking to me here. They, they know the differences between a Fox and a CNN and a, sure. and a NC, MSC, NBC, they, and they are far more critical. Think I think critical thing when it comes to media and what that's coming at them and what is coming at them in movies too. Sure. And I think that this whole idea of what Marvel has done is fascinating and has excited them because they see touches of their own universe in it too. Right. And they can debate these things out and discuss and daydream about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is. It, it's interesting. And I think that, and that sort of gets into the other introductory point that I want to talk about. Um, how we engage with well culture in general, but in this case, we're talking about pop culture, movie, mm-hmm. uh, movies, you know, blockbuster movies, and so on. Um, you know, you, you and I talked about this a bit as well. How how we, uh, before we were started recording, um, 
when we specifically as Christians uh, go to movies, like how the discerning eye you talked about as a moviegoer, but then what about as a person of faith mm-hmm. and, and really try to look at this not as a, a you know neither you or nor I are Siskel and Ebert. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but but being a mov- being a movie critic in a broader sense of 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 you know allowing my faith to ask some questions, to pose some questions, to help me look at a movie like Ultron from the perspective of of a Catholic Christian mm-hmm. and see, you know, what is this movie saying to me? What is it telling right. me? And I like movies like that that are going to give me that a chance to think more than just the blatant humor, just pratfall kind of thing. Um, I want something that's going to make me think and make me question and right. move forward. And I think that's what also these kids are identifying too because right. there, there's lots of these ongoing uh Justice, injustice, sure. you know, kind of with that. Then I, as a discerning Catholic, you know, looking at that, going, "Wow, that's the symbolism here. What this right. is happening is amazing." No, I would say, but I, I, I push back a little bit on. I think even the, you know, the, the most superficial movie, there are still presumptions. There are still premises that the moviegoer brings to even those completely fluffy movies that we can. Uh, dig up, dig under, and what's presupposed? I, I think you, you're for, obviously this is a podcast and a radio show, not not a video cast, so you can't see the look of um, complete skepticism and doubt. I used at to, Kevin. I used to uh, any Adam Sandler movie, I was one who was going, "Oh my lord!" But I tell you what, it's really the, changed over time. You know, I. But you even say Fifty One Dates was worthwhile. I, I what? No, I don't, <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Well, I just I haven't even seen this movie. Movie of, maker, of which movie speak. critic. I mean, there are there are still premises that we can challenge. I would okay. I will agree with that. So, I will agree with that to a point until I find that movie that I'm going to call you up and I say watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll have to anyway. Anyway, but but certainly I think that. The um, the both of the well many of the Marvel movies, including particularly Ultron, um, which we want to focus on today, I, I think it, it is easier to to you some see some st- substantial issues that um, crop up in the movie that that we can dig into a little mm-hmm. bit. So so one of them, the first thing uh, maybe, and this is Father Robert Barron. You know, Father Barron, um, uh, so good. a brilliant theologian, but how he really popped onto the uh, the radar screen of many Catholics are his videos on YouTube in which he mm-hmm. would do things like what we're doing with Ultron today, that is talk about popular movies yeah. um, and bring his his vast theological and frankly, I think of art, artistic erudition mm-hmm. to bear on movies and, and doing the sort of thing that we're talking about here, asking questions about what is this movie saying? What, what are the questions that it's prompting me to ask mm-hmm. about life? Yeah. I, I, he does such a fantastic, uh, a service to the church and to to our communities and to our families by, by the way he approaches those things and is able to uh, way, lay it out so simply and understandable. Right, right. I think that's so important. Faith today is how do we lay out our faith and our you know understandably and even talking about these pop movies. This is what did you see? Yep. How it, did you see it? How did you see it relating to faith? How did you see it? And I actually I love the way you just the, the, what did you see? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a substantial question. At first, what did you? Well, I right. saw. No, but what did you see? Uh, I love that question. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that was <laughs> you can take it, but I have to give credit to my spiritual director. <laughs> Here's oh, the guy said, what did you really see today? 
mm-hmm. is what my spiritual director always say. What did you see today? Where right. did you see God today? So, right. so I, you know, I just reversed it. You know, to the kids. You know, it's always good to learn things from you know how to approach your kids. <laughs> so, what did you see? And it's it's fun to hear what they see out of it, what they take right. away from it. Now, sometimes I don't actually say what did you see. I said, what are your thoughts on that? You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. You know, just you know, and it's just. My kids now are, you know, they're like me. We're all fully functional, ready to engage in conversation. And then they're ready to ask questions. What do you think this means? You know, and that's really after a movie, we have that conversation. It's kind of like starts off with, so what do you think? Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So Father Barron, uh, and actually this, this, this thought did occur to me while I was watching Ultron. So it wasn't. I completely get this. I got this. This made this connected this thought from Father Baron, but he, uh, in his commentary on Ultron, he he really hit home on the Nietzschean themes okay, yeah. of Ultron. Well, and there is there is that the human side of the Who's, self. You know, what's Ultron. A, what's a Nietzschean theme, Kevin? Well, he's an atheist, atheistic theme. Or Nietzsche, based off of Frederick yeah. Nietzsche. Wow! <laughs> so, wow! Liberal arts education coming <laughs> yeah. Liberalized, right? Yeah, we got it made. So I think we should... I've read it before. I, I, that was, I got bored of him, I, though. I was, I was trying to bait <laughs> so. you a little bit, but you didn't respond. Frederick Nietzsche was a 19th century German philosopher who you was You wanted me to say, no, tell me, Chris. Yeah, exactly. I, wanted so. sh- I wanted you to ask me how smart, so I could show how <laughs> smart I am. <laughs> Uh, was an atheist who, who the, the, there's a philosophy of nihilism that there's no meaning and so on and and uh, Nietzsche was was uh, he's pointed to sort of the the father of contemporary nihilism um, and he's very popular amongst the younger generation yes, today right and and so an older generation even even older than you I think I, God is dead on Time Magazine yep, um, yep, it's that that, that that's a, that's a line from Nietzsche's writings. God is dead, and we killed him. And there's a we don't have time to go into all the detail of that. But um, one of the there's a line in the movie where where so spoiler alert if you haven't seen Ultron um, and you're interested in seeing it, turn off your radio, pause the podcast now, whatever you need to do, um, or just listen and go watch it and just see if you agree I hate with that. Spoilers. I hate oh, do being you? spoiled. Oh yeah, I I can see you hating. Being oh spoiled. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, at one point, uh, Ultron says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, um, which is also a Kelly Clarkson song, which I happen to like. But that's <laughs> stronger. There's another area I don't listen too much of. <laughs> so, and, but that's a Nietzschean line that, that Ultron uses. And so Father Baron points out, and, and he points out how there's actually a strong Nietzschean undertone in the movie, or he argues that there is. Now, I, you and I talked about this a bit, and, and I pushed back a little bit, but what do you, what do you think of it? Like, how Nietzschean is Ultron? Lack of oh, meaning and, lack, and, and, and I mean, us. Completely. It's very self. It's all absorbed. Ultron is, is the only thing that can survive. All, and the character, Ultron. the character Ultron, is yes. the only, and and is all about Ultron and and the order and the destruction. Right. So so there's that. So, but do you think then that the movie itself is proposing um, uh, this attitude of oh, no. meaninglessness and no. so on? I, we, I think so what I think is I, to me it's a really wonderful challenge to all the characters within the movie that they have to come to understand what the what has been created right. in Ultron and understand and uh, find their inadequacies of that they can't do it. For instance, Iron Man, Stark wants to solve everything. And he, he takes it out and he creates Ultron. Well, right. spoil, big spoiler alert. But so, but- Too but, late now. I know, late. yeah, you're too late. <laughs> Might as well listen to the rest of the program and go over there. But, but I, it's a fascinating to me how he goes from having to solve that and his 
his kind of conversion then and understanding he has to be a part of the whole, the whole group. The rest of the Avengers right. have to come together. But that's pretty blatant out there. It's the other subplots that I like too. Okay, so before we get to those, okay, um, one of the things with Stark though that struck me because um, early on he, um, he 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 utters this line as he's as he's justifying why he's doing this with with the only other guy who he involves not brought, drawing in the whole Avengers team, um, peace in our time. Oh, which is which is actually not the line, but it's 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 it's, uh, it's a paraphrase of uh, Neville Chamberlain. Um, in the thirties, and, and really appeasing Hitler, um, we, we've accomplished peace in our time, and it's gave just, Hitler the ability to then invade the rest yeah. of Europe. <laughs> so, 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 so that's what the 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 screenwriter and director of Avengers they put that line on Tony Stark's lip. I'm doing this so we can accomplish. So, so I really we can we can have peace in our time. And part of the the defining characteristic of of, of uh, Nietzsche was the will to power. And we just need to will, make it happen. Just do it would be maybe another variation yeah. on. Um, well, and it's it's fascinating to see in the between you know the Hulk and Bannon and and Stark going back and forth on this moral dilemma as yep. they're doing, they're walking down the wrong road of of devastation. Right, and they're back and forth as the you know the the. Uh, Pro counterpoint and point and the you know the yin and the yao however you want to say you know yin and yang. I know yin and yang <laughs> well that's just like saying no I won't go back to years <laughs> but but it's you know that that whole back and forth and then ultimately being deprived uh, 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 being uh, um, deprived def- uh, yeah deprived or not deprived uh, um, oh give me the word. Uh, uh, going against his back, going behind his back, oh, and yeah. carrying out. What am I trying to say? I have I no idea. Know. Anyway, so but you know, because Stark goes beyond Bannon's back, behind Bannon's back, and just moves everything forward, right? And to the point that it all of a sudden starts recreating itself. Right, and, and Ultron is created yeah. as the bad guy in the movie. If you didn't figure that out yet, <laughs> you know, there's something about that how he starts then creating itself right. and recreating itself. Right. It's interesting yep. too. Yep. So, so there is this. There's this aspect of, of uh, I'm going to accomplish Stark's desire to to save the world, a savior complex, messiah complex, um, that that ultimately results in the creation of the bad guy of the movie, mm-hmm. Ultron, um, whose own twisted desire to accomplish that mission is going to leave ultimately. Well, the, the, what they need to stop is he's going to destroy humanity in order to save the world. And that's yep. not really what Stark had in mind. <laughs> no, um, not at all. <laughs> so, so there's that, but there's, I know there's kind of like a Hal kind of thing from right. space Odyssey, exactly. you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. there's an, but I know that you mentioned earlier and I, I there was a, another um, subplot that, that really struck oh, yeah. you. And I wanted you with, with the, the, the Romanoff twins. The Maximoff Romanoff twins. <laughs> I'm really losing it. I'm still trying to think of what word I was trying to use earlier. <laughs> but yeah, the Maximus twins. And it, it's fascinating to me because they were they were uh, the protagonists or they were attacking and they convert and they come they over to the good side. Antagonists. Antagonists. I'm sorry. Anyway, they go back and forth. I'm still you know, worked up anyway. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, how they, their conversion of wanting then to, and sacrifice, yep. you know, the brother's sacrifice to the sister and that to, to give themselves to the whole Avengers team to, to do the better, the good, the greater good. And even to the ultimate, the Christian principle of sacrificing their life to, 
gift for the, the whole. Right. And I thought that was fascinating. That's something that caught my eye when I walked out of the theater. I, I was really, I was depressed because the young man had died. Right. Um, what was his character's name? I think. Uh, Quicksilver, Pietro. Quicksilver, yep. And I thought he was such a great character that it's, right. you know, but that's where also too in today's society, pop society, it's not, it's not hard for them to kill off a, main, a character that could no. be really good for the fact. Well, and, and uh, the, the director of this in the first Avengers movie, Joss Whedon, is, is known in his, I mean, he's, he's created many TV shows, some movies, um, and he's known for killing off major characters yeah. to further the plot. And, and, and what that says, because, you know, I mean, I remember growing up, um, you know, the, 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 the shows, movies, and so on, the good guys never die. Yeah. You always knew in Star Trek too who was going to die. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah, it was the yeah. guy. It was the no name. The no name. Yeah, who's that yeah. guy beaming oh, yeah. down with him? Oh, Ooh, he's, he's gone. He's, <laughs> he's done. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was always you know. So you'd find that, and you know, the kids always hate me when or not hate me, but they they hate it when I would watch TV shows and I tell them the ending of the movie before before right. because you could figure it out as you went along. I said, well, this yeah, is the killer. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> this yeah. is what's going to happen. And frankly, and knowing that about Joss Whedon, um, and, and in in of in Ultron, we we see a lot of the backstory with the character Hawkeye and with his family and so on. And, and, and as, as they're continuing their mission, him thinking of his family, honestly, I kept, I expected Hawkeye was going to die in the movie because well, clearly they're setting up and it's going to be a tragic thing. And he, he doesn't, he's the one, he's one of the ones saved by Quicksilver sacrifice. Yeah. So I, you know, and that's, um, and that was a fascinating because that whole, the ending scenes when they're trying to save the, Save the people on the yep, on yep. the floating. <laughs> it's kind of really hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And but uh, it's it's just that culmination right then and there to 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 make those decisions and and you know it was the ulterior sacrifice. Yep. Yep. Um, and then then them all coming together to be able to defeat. You know, they all had, yeah, alternate, they all had to work together to finally, you know, the final defeat. Yep. So. And and the other thing, too, with the sister then, um, Wanda, or the quick, um, Scarlet Witch, um, but with Wanda, she, she had, she was uh, Hawkeye at one point. Uh, for, is it Hawkeye? I think it's Hawkeye is the character's name. Um, so I, cause I'm, I'm thinking of mash now with Hawkeye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why when you had questioned it, I immediately thought. <laughs> Alan Alda. Alan um, Alda came to mind. So, <laughs> so with, 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 um, with Hawkeye, he, he, he says, okay, you got to choose either you, you. You, it's fine if, if you mm-hmm. you know if you can't handle this um, whatever you, that's fine but if you come out you have to be committed you have to make the choice to commit okay. yourself as an Avenger um, so 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 sort of that 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 point of decision mm-hmm. um, and 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 calling for the commitment and you know it's it was funny how uh, the Scarlet Witch also with her who's converts you know yep. it's a terrible name for somebody who does, yep. does ultimately does wonderful things. But how and and fight so valiantly, but but how she would uh, spell them, put them under the spells, and they each would have to fight that moral little fight they had right. when they were their fears, when their fears and darkness. There's a whole kind of another radio program just on yeah. each one of those characters of what they what came out, right? You know what evil came out, and what did they have to deal with after they came, you know, over the they overcame the spell, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So there's a final, we have about three and a half minutes left, Kevin, uh, a final theme that, that I 
I, I think is worth touching on, and no pun intended there, but it's the idea that's presented in the movie of of worthiness, and not just this movie, but this mm-hmm. is this comes really out of the the, the other th- Thor movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Thor has this hammer um, that only those who are worthy are able to wield, to literally mm-hmm. pick up. And so I loved in in Ultron. There's this party scene early on, and all the different Avengers trying to to pick up this hammer, think it's some trick or whatever, and Iron Man's there with his suit and his his partner also with some war machine they're you know trying to pick it up and they can't do it and um uh thor is just sitting there smiling and smirking captain america budges it Mm -hmm. i was like oh Uh, what does that say to you though to me that said something to me when he budged it well see i get this whole thing where i've I've, if if thor is worthy captain america is worthy but that's gonna get yeah (laughs) that goes on another direction (laughs) but but that whole idea kevin of of worth and and somebody yeah. being morally superior, more morally worthy than somebody else, is really a countercultural idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, that's not an idea that we accept easily, and yet and yet we it doesn't bother us when we see it portrayed in the movie because whatever our culture tells us deep down, we know I know that there are people who are morally superior to me, mm-hmm. uh, in maybe a Catholic a Christian context, who are holier than I am, yeah, or better spiritually, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's also morally and what is justice. Yeah, because sometimes you have to let go. Yeah, you know, you know, it's just like a vengeance system. It's not a justice system. It's sometimes we turn it into a vengeance system. Yep. I mean, that's really it calls into question that whole idea. Then when that budging happens, when that this whole the 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 hammer becomes that part of the uh, uh, the conversation. Right. Right. So so do you? I mean, Adam, do do you find I, I find the the idea that uh, of of somebody being morally superior i think it's countercultural. i mean don't you think oh. it's it's contrary to how more i mean we don't like the idea what would you yeah. to me i think morally we would not morally normally normally we would say well who are you to say not who worthy. are you to say I'm, yeah. I'm of course i'm worthy it i i think it's countercultural to the sense that i think our society is looking for the good leader we always right. love the good leader we want a good leader i mean let's we're going through a 500 and whatever day campaign for our political <laughs> leaders of the United States of America. And we're all just sitting there while trying to find a good, just leader, right. moral leader. Are we going to get that? I doubt it. <laughs> right, but, that, but that's exactly my but point. I think that's we're quick to tear them down, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're not, you know, oh, we're quick. You know, yes, we're very, very quick to go after all the flaws. But it, but within the movie, I think it's still that part of that fantasy that they, you know, maybe it is. And this might be a whole conversation about um um, about our worthiness or about what our culture wants today, at least to be able to dream about. I always say I wanted to go to movies to forget about the rest of the chaos that's behind me and go into the two and a half hour movie and just go on escape. an adventure, yep. escape. And maybe this is our society's escape, saying right. there is justice. There is what, no matter where, maybe in this movie, there is justice that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, yeah. And we, we could spend more time. We don't have, and we thought we couldn't fill this. <laughs> no, you thought. I was not concerned. Uh, but, and this is just, frankly, from a comic book movie. You know, I mean, just all the the rich themes that we can find. When you look, you know, what did you see? That question again mm-hmm. that you that you were, what did you see? I think with any movie, including this, we can we can ask that question. What did you see? What what is it this movie is intentionally or unintentionally trying to mm-hmm. tell us? So maybe next time you see a, a movie, think about that and ask that question. What did you see? Kevin, thanks for being here today. Uh, great to be here. So that wraps up this episode of Ignition. And again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.com. Org, or tweet to us at SF Diocese, hashtag ignition. How do you spell a diocese? 
<laughs> D-I-O-C-E-S-E. And with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.